the Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Hey there, Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap 14 and Pro Football Focus. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio as I am at camp as uh, well. It's a uh, wrap up of the first five days with the Broncos Blitz podcast. I'm going to give you some observations, and today we're going to particularly talk about wide receivers and some of them who have been absolutely standing out. Of course, uh, Thursday there will be an off day for those Broncos as uh, they'll finally get some rest after being able to, uh, well, hit each other a couple days. So it's the Broncos Blitz podcast on Mile High Sports. Of course, our friends at Tap 14 presenting our podcast. And I tell you what, go on over to Tap 14. Check them out. 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away. They got all kinds of great stuff over there. And, well, I recommend the candied bacon. Yes, candied bacon. You must go check it out. It is just uh, just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away, of course, uh, from Coors Field. Be sure to check that out at Tap 14. And our friends at Pro Football Focus now, who are uh, a new friend of the show, Pro Football Focus, actually, you're going to hear a lot of different statistics and that deep analytics that, you know, if you want to be the smart guy. When it comes to sports, you got to go check out Pro Football Focus, profootballfocus.com, the elite memberships, the edge memberships, and now more importantly, of course, your fantasy draft is probably maybe not this weekend, but maybe next weekend or the weekend after. Go check out our friends at Pro Football Focus because they got all kinds of rankings, lists, statistics that'll help you in your fantasy draft and maybe you maybe steer you to the correct pick because let's face it you have no idea what you're doing the guys at pro football focus well they do go check them out profootballfocus.com a lot of fun stuff over there all right wide receivers a big focus this year in the offseason for the denver broncos because well you had the two veterans we all thought i think at the end of the year that it was pretty likely that both were going to return there was very little discussion about Emmanuel Sanders not so much Demarius Thomas of course the option that uh, Denver could not have they may have not picked it up that was their option to either do so or not was picked up so Demarius Thomas is going to be a bronc for the next two years Emmanuel Sanders there was an idea that maybe there was a potential trade he was over the hill he's dealing with the ankle yada 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 these two have looked phenomenal in camp so far uh they have looked very good emmanuel sanders in particular and look i know it's training camp but i think when you're a guy like emmanuel sanders who has dealt with really bad quarterbacks in the past two years I think there's some rejuvenated energy with emmanuel sanders not only him being healthy looks like the ankle is just tremendous and if you follow emmanuel sanders on snapchat you will know he gets a lot of work on that ankle nearly every day when it comes to rehabbing cold tub massages all that good stuff and it is paying off certainly early because he looks 
absolutely dynamite. He looks like he has a little bit of an edge quickness to him, but I think there's a lot of that mentally that's cleared up because of Case Keenum now being the quarterback. There is, we had heard it all the time from Emmanuel Sanders. There is no more uh, guessing game. You know, who's it going to be this week? Is it Brock Osweiler? Is it Trevor Simeon? Yada, yada, yada. It is so refreshing, I think, in his mind to know that it's Case Keenum this week, next week, end of story, point blank, period. And I think that's huge for not only Emmanuel Sanders, but all the receivers, because now you you gain that chemistry with that quarterback moving forward. You have the opportunity to finally establish the chemistry and you are you have the ability to play fast. And when I say play fast, I mean, you're not guessing on how Case Keenum's throwing the ball because he's always throwing you the ball. You know, last year, and you will never, it is a thing when it comes to how the ball comes to you as a wide receiver, how it's thrown to you, whether it's a tight spiral, whether it's got a little softness to it, the velocity, where it's targeted, and just even down to the spin rate of the football, these all change based on different quarterbacks. Now, it's it's not to say that there's a pro or a con to any of them, but the point is, is now it's coming out of Case Keenum's hand the same way every time. And that's a luxury that that I think is 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 overlooked by a lot of people. They just say, oh, it's just one quarterback. And based on that quarterback skill, it's that's that's just the 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 overlying factor. Uh, Brock Osweiler, we saw it last year when he throws the football, a lot of velocity, a lot of speed, almost comes down on a downward trajectory, different throwing style from Trevor Simeon, who's not going to rocket it in, but I think he was a wide receiver. You, you adapt to some of those things that the quarterback does or does not do to try to better your position and better your production. Well, the problem is, is if you have to change that over and over and over again, now you have to think. Now you have to think as a wide receiver when it comes to different angles or adjustments. And by thinking, that slows you down. And that's what I mean by playing faster is now these guys have the ability to absolutely play at full speed. No questions asked, no thinking. I know where the ball is going to be. I need to be there at the right time because this is how it's going to be thrown to him. And I think that's truly valuable to the Denver Broncos offense moving forward for not only uh, Case Keenum, but the wide receivers as well, too. Uh, but I uh, let's bring it back full circle uh, back to the off season in general for these wide receivers. It was a big one for the position because of also the guys they picked up. Obviously the two draft picks are the big ones. Cortland Sutton in the second round who has dazzled dazzled in training camp. And look, I get it. It's training camp. Uh, and, and you don't want to get, too caught up in the amazing catches and and this or that one-handed stuff. That's not what I think many people are getting caught up on. And that's not what I'm getting caught up on. What is really catching my eye with Cortland Sutton is the ability, the physical ability to manhandle cornerbacks. I mean, absolutely go up and get it from somebody else. Bradley Roby is 5'11", 192. 
Uh, and Bradley Roby is a, a is a guy who is coming into his own as a wide receiver, or excuse me, as a cornerback. But up against the 6'3", 218 Cortland Sutton, many times is struggling to really blanket this guy because he's just a physical freak. He has, and and I will say this, it's one thing if you're just a big, tall dude, okay? Uh, we've seen wide receivers in the past who are just big, tall dudes, but they don't aggressively attack the football at the point of attack when it's up in the air. And Corlin Sutton has that natural ability to just go up and grab it to steal it away from somebody else, to muscle it away from a cornerback. And I think that is such a, they oh, once again, another one of those small little details, one of those small little details that's just overlooked. And for a quarterback who is getting used to a new offense, who is somebody who is accurate with the football, smart with the football, that is such a new weapon that you add to the arsenal where Case Keenum can just go up and and in an event where he is facing pressure, he can just throw it up and let the big man make a play. And I think that's something that the Denver offense just did not do enough last year, mainly because the offensive line was just not very good. And that led to bad quarterback play as well, too. And even when there was time, really don't know if the quarterbacks were able to, uh, to make those type of plays happen. I think Case Keenum is the, the, the perfect example of somebody who is always going to allow you to have an opportunity. He is not going to be the guy who is just going to see pressure and and flail like a turtle or or just throw it away immediately. He is going to try to make a play or at least give someone, give a wide receiver, a tight end, the opportunity to make a play. And that could be a great, great pairing with Cortland Sutton because he just needs an opportunity because he's that gifted. But I will say this, Cortland Sutton should see a lot of play inside the 20s when it comes to that red zone play because, of course, he is that big body. Perfect for the fade route is somebody who is really going to just, uh, he is really going to draw attention from some of the better cornerbacks in the league, I believe, because of the fact, well, you look at it and you say, if you have a shorter corner as you're, as your as your cornerback two, cornerback three, you can't put him on Cortland Sutton because of the physicality. It's one of those things that truly could be a major weapon for Denver. I do like Deshaun Hamilton. De- Hamilton has stood out as well in training camp as as somebody who could be between the twenties, that short yardage guy who kind of neanders into the defense and finds the pocket and says, Hey case, I'm, I'm right here to bail you out. That's the type of guy that I think Deshaun Hamilton's going to be in that first year and somebody who could be a lethal weapon on crossing routes and somebody where uh, if Denver's offense gets a little creative, you know, moving Deshaun Hamilton around, he has been impressive in camp and I get it. We're only through the first couple days. And, and it may sound like I'm just ooing and eyeing over these guys, but truly, truly, as somebody who has watched so many plays through the eyes of a binocular, by the way, because I know there's a lot of complaints about how media can't see anything when it comes to practice, uh, buy a pair of binoculars from Walmart. Okay, heads up. Uh, and then you can see quite a bit of everything. Um, but that has been the good 
for the wide receivers. I do want to talk about one more good because he is a wide receiver, and then we'll get to the bad because there is some bad. Uh, but I, I do want to applaud Jake Butts, certainly, so far. In this early part of training camp, he has been on the field. He is soaking up all the information he can. He has made plays, and he has somebody. He has been somebody who look uh, looks like a, a security blanket type guy for Case Keenum. I want to see improved blocking from all the tight ends. Troy Fumagalli certainly has looked like an option as a receiver. Blocking is another story. I, I think those are your two guys, Jake Butt, Troy Fumagalli, at least from what I've seen through my eyes. So certainly interesting when it comes to the good of the Broncos receivers when it comes to the first five days of training camp. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Be sure to check it out at milehighsports.com where we have a previous podcast, of course, of position breakdowns, all kinds of fun stuff, talking to players, interviews, all that good stuff. We uh, have, of course, our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from uh, Blake Street. Well, or excuse me from uh, Coors Field go on over there 70 Colorado beers on tap 100 Colorado distilled spirits all kinds of good stuff over there at tap 14 our friends just uh, well the, the 100 Colorado distilled spirits my favorite and the candied bacon as well as the burgers down there I have to say are quite tasty and then of course our friends at pro football focus as uh, they are a new friend of the program this year they've got all kinds of fantasy stats and I tell you what that's going to transition us to our next topic which uh, pro football focus of course has so many deep analytics so go check them out at profootballfocus.com the edge membership the elite membership lots of great stuff and they ranked the Broncos wide receiver corpse, the, the group, uh, as a team for the Broncos, 1 through 32, they ranked all teams. Minnesota, Case Keenum's old team, was number one. The Broncos stand at number 15 in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. And this is what they had to say. They had said, Pro Football Focus, they basically stated that the veterans have seen a dip in their effectiveness, aren't anywhere near their dynamic state. Probably a fair thing to say based on the past two years that they've had. Now, it, it should be known, it should be known that when it comes to the effectiveness of wide receivers, and I don't mean to diminish the wide receiver position, it is dependent on the quarterback, though. You don't see the wide receiver making the quarterback. It's the other way around. The quarterback always makes the wide receiver. This is why we have uh, household names uh, or guys we've heard of, at least, when it comes to uh, Anthony Gonzalez, you know, uh, all the, the wide receivers that Peyton and Tom Brady uh, made throughout the years, you know. Uh, it, it doesn't go the other way around. So that could be a case of their effectiveness dipping because of the quarterbacks last year particularly with Demarius Thomas, who just, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, averaged just under 15 broken tackles per year from 2012 to 2015. That number has dipped to 7.5 over the last two seasons, so certainly a major dip. Now, obviously, age is playing a factor. The offense as a whole is playing a factor, but I do think they are a, a better-than-average group as far as a wide receiver goes I don't know if they're top five top 10 I think th I think they're somewhere between 10 and 15 so I think pro football focus is actually right there now we'll see the improvement of what Case Keenum does to these guys because remember as well as Emmanuel Sanders has looked he's also got to stay healthy too 
because all it takes is one ankle injury. And then all of a sudden we are back to the same situation of him on a week to week basis, maybe not being able to handle the grind of an NFL season. We're not even sure if he stays healthy for the entirety of an NFL season because of the grind that it brings. So certainly things to watch, but somewhere in that 10 to 15 range, I think is fair for Denver. I think they're leaning more towards that top five, uh, that top 10 more in the realm of 10 through 12, but certainly uh, something that, uh, you know, it would be fair to say if they're in that more towards the 15 range. So that of course, according to our friends at pro football focus, now friends of the podcast, be sure to check it out at pro football focus. Dot com. I do want to get to the bad because there's a lot of it. Uh, Carlos Henderson's not going to make this team. And he is going to go down as one of the worser. I know that's not a word, whatever. It was a really bad pick. And I, and I think Denver is going to be one of those teams. That's just going to have to say, you know what? We, Made a mistake here. Uh, the guy is not ready to play football. Now, Vance Joseph has said multiple times that uh, Carlos Henderson, who is AWOL, is, can come back on his own terms when he's ready to play football. Uh, he has said that Carlos Henderson is not ready for football right now because he's dealing with a, a family matter. Now, I have said this on previous podcast. I'm not going to be the the hot take guy to come out and just blast Carlos Henderson and say, you know, this, this guy, you know, yada, 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 whatever. Cause I know there's going to be that take in Denver radio somewhere uh, because this could be a serious family matter. I have no idea, but I will say this. Carlos Henderson needed to be on the field to make this team. And he is not. And unfortunately, Denver is quite deep at the wide receiver position and they've got some guys who are turning heads. Tim Patrick had a very good day today. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie is obviously still in the mix. If, if Carlos Henderson just does not come back to camp, I just don't see how there's any reason why Denver would keep him anymore. I hope he does. I hope he comes back to camp and I hope this is something that he can get over so that he can start his football career because as quickly as it started, it ended last year with thumb injury and then you had the off field issues and he really hasn't been able to be a pro yet. So we'll see how this works with Carlos Henderson. And and obviously this is going to be a case where, um, you know, working through the off-field issues, the family matters. We'll see if he comes back for preseason. We'll see if he comes back, period. Now, I have spoken with certain uh, some players of the Broncos over there down at camp. Uh, many have said, and, and I keep hearing this same thing, which is so so disheartening to hear. I keep hearing, I've reached out to Carlos, and I haven't heard back. And that's really, that's really unfortunate because it leads me to believe that this is something that is more than just a family matter or, or something that's going on personally. I think this has really a lot to do with maybe there's no interest in football, uh, because, because if, if, if somebody has reached out to you, you know, wouldn't you reach back? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? You at some point, multiple players, coaches, reaching out to you to try to offer support in some way, and not being able to hear back—that uh, is 
it's it's so strange. It's such a weird situation, and I wish Carlos well because I I do hope that he comes back and is somebody who can prove everybody wrong. But it's it's just not looking like that. It's just not looking like something that's going to work. Because you had to be on the field to make the team, as Rod Smith uh, so poignantly uh, put it. You can't make the club from the tub. And quite frankly, Carlos Henderson isn't even in the tub right now. I don't know where he is. Nobody does. So you hope Carlos Henderson is okay. You hope his family is okay. But I don't know if he's going to make this team at this point. Still on that reserve, did not report list. So certainly one of those things. Uh, another one of the bads that I have to point out, and and uh, you know this is another guy also that I was somewhat rooting for. Um, Isaiah McKenzie just uh, has not impressed lately. As a wide receiver, he has dropped passes. As a uh, a punt and kick returner, um, he has not had the opportunity to dazzle yet, obviously, with no preseason games. We'll see how that works out. But certainly, Isaiah McKenzie needs to have, I wouldn't say a flawless training camp, but close to it. Because if he's not having a flawless training camp, I really don't know how you continue to say, okay, this guy over and over and over and over is making mistakes. At what point do we just say he's just not good enough or mentally he's not strong enough or he just can't catch the ball? It's going to be one of those things moving forward that we will watch. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Be sure to check it out at milehighsports.com. All the previous episodes, whether it be uh, in regards to quarterbacks, running backs, offensive line, defense, the linebackers, breaking news, talking to players, lots of fun stuff over there at milehighsports.com with the Broncos Blitz podcast. Be sure to check it out. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Make sure to go check it out at milehighsports.com. That's previous archives. Again, thanks to our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away. And, of course, our friends now at Pro Football Focus. Be sure to check them out on the web, profootballfocus.com. Lots of fun stuff over there. And at milehighsports.com, where I am covering the beat of the Denver Broncos. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's the wrap-up for our podcast so thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. Uh, a daily podcast now. All kinds of fun stuff going on now here with the Broncos Blitz podcast at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com.